0: in my 20s i just wanted to party and you know hang out with white chicks you know um now you know how did you do it how did that that go good i mean you know the nose (laughs) not go well you know the nose right so i mean i made a movie about how it didn't go (laughs) well for (laughs) me
1: Welcome to another Future Tech video podcast. Today, we are so excited to have writer, director, actor, investment banker, and entrepreneur, Ravi Patel. You may know Ravi from his award-winning documentary, Meet the Patels.
2: This is the most unnecessary pep speech I've ever gotten in my life.
1: And the Charlize Theron, Seth Rogen hit, Long Shot, as well as from his work on the show's Master of None, Grandfathered, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Scrubs, Hawaii Five-0, Grey's Anatomy, Children's Hospital, and The Comedians. He's also going to be appearing in the much-anticipated Wonder Woman 1984, as well as the upcoming Butter and Netflix upcoming Messi and the HBO Max docuseries Ravi Patel's Pursuit of Happiness. And if that isn't enough, Ravi is co-founder of This Saves Lives, where every time you buy a snack bar, you provide life-saving food to children in need. Welcome, Ravi.
2: Wow, you just got me amped. Wow.
1: <laughs> you got what? me amped.
2: What an intro. <laughs> why Why am I so poor? I just listened to that whole thing, and I'm like, wait a second.
1: Well, I got to say, you know, you have like 10 jobs going here, so you really do uh-huh. live up to the uh, Patel namesake.
2: I was going to say if anyone, so more than anyone gets it. Like oh, yeah. we love businesses, man. we love them.
0: Can't help it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like, I, I, I like the first time that we met, uh, he's like, yeah. And I got this like uh, granola company, you know, that I'm working on. I'm like, Oh, interesting. And then I Googled it and I'm like, yeah, his acting career. Now he's uh, he's uh, got a granola company. I mean, it makes sense. What don't you get? What's that so obvious? Well,
2: I tell you, I actually, you know, I don't know if this is a, a delusion or not, but I, I would say I consider myself an entrepreneur way more than I do an actor uh, in terms of my strengths and weaknesses. I just kind of fell into this career and I've kept it going because of the other doors that it opens for me.
1: Well, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's uh, if awesome. if you feel that your strengths are more in the entrepreneurship, yeah. I mean, you've had a very successful acting career, so yeah. you know, on the entrepreneurship side, I, I think uh, you're going to do well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there, there might be hope for you there. So, you know what's what's up with the Patels? Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and for th- for those of you who haven't seen um, Ravi and his sister's documentary, Meet the Patels uh which chronicles his family um as as Ravi uh, deals with the challenges of of finding love um in a while straddling two cultures um, and if you haven't seen it stop watching and go watch it right now <laughs>
2: <laughs> well we should we should yeah, well, we absolutely. should also tell people how we even you know uh, found each other which yeah. is I'll, t- I'll tell your listeners which is I play in a poker game on Zoom which is one of the pandemic hits for a lot of dudes It's like <laughs> playing a lot of lot of poker games and i'm in this one poker game it's a weekly game i'm actually playing in a lot of poker games and i'm definitely developing a problem but it's not a problem
1: because i'm making a lot of money so just
2: playing poker anyway one of the guys in this poker game who i only met through the game one day texted me on the side goes oh i hope this isn't inappropriate but uh my friend is like your biggest fan and it would meet the world to him if we could connect you would it and i'm like not nah, dude of course i'm like he's a patel i was like yeah of course bro <laughs> i'm like yeah, i love and then and then yeah. and then so netch was kind of similar like you were you were like so like just just give, just giving me so much praise and and love and i was like trying to i was like and by the way it meant so much to me because you know the kind of patel code and (laughs) this really you know the the patel code is that we take care of each other we're all part of a tribe and to bring it back to what you originally mentioned which is that documentary that's why that was so fulfilling i mean it 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 it, i can't imagine a a more fulfilling thing for me in my life to make something that our people really love Uh, you know because That's literally what our culture is before we even started recording. That's what we were talking about. Our yeah. culture is built upon the idea of community first, and it butts heads with you know the kind of American value system, which are all around you know individuality.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I get yeah. the one thing I gotta say that like uh, I love so much about that documentary was uh, your interaction with your sister, Gita. Mm. I just, that like, that totally warmed my heart. I just, I love when siblings are tight, like you guys are. Do you have siblings? I do, I do, and I'm tight with my siblings. And it's, uh, I just, I I think that's a really cool thing to see. And like, and, 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 and even though there was so much conflict over your choices, in that mm-hmm. documentary, because yeah. you know, for those who haven't seen it, your your parents want you to marry an Indian girl, and y- you know, you're dating yeah. a white girl, and you know, it's 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 a big conflict in your family. Yeah, but yeah. but through all that, um, the love and respect that that's there in your family is really awesome. And I don't think that um, I don't think that would like it, you know, like in American culture, we see that a lot. I mean, I think there's there's a different form of it, but it's not mm-hmm. like that. And I think that's why it's, it's, it's both a little strange to people, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, there's a very heartwarming part to it, you know?
2: Yeah. You know, um, I've heard a version of that, you know, so many times about this movie and it's, again, one of the gifts of making this movie has been what it's done for my family, including myself within it, um, and my relationship with my sister—I mean, actually, that was probably the biggest point of inflection in our relationship because we made that movie for six years. We couldn't fire each other, and at one point, we <laughs> fucking hated each other. Can I swear on this? Am I yeah, is swearing aloud?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, we we you know and so we made each other cry. We sent each other to the therapy, but as a result, we broke through. I mean, you guys are married. We, I'm sure you've been through that in marriage.
1: Oh, right? yeah. You know, oh, yeah. oh yeah, you know, like oh, yeah.
2: you know, your low point is where if you're lucky, you 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 build some 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 better foundation. And my sister and I, it yeah. was a big turning point. Oh, look, I've had this in my marriage where um, you know, I was talking to my therapist about it this morning. Like you know, my marriage, we had this low point. Um, but I look back now and that was actually the real beginning of our marriage because that was when I actually started doing the work and I actually started seeing her with, you know, as herself and with real compassion and love and respect, um, Because let's face it, when when we were dating our wives, we were selling a version of ourselves, and they were
0: selling a version of theirs,
2: and that was and it was all bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Right,
1: right, right, right.
2: Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man, that moment in our family—you know—I think, I I uh, think—in case you can't tell, you're not going to have a problem getting me to talk. Um, There, there's—you know—do you remember? You know, we were talking about this actually before we started recording as well. That moment when we first went in, when we first went into someone else's house, especially of a different culture, we all know what that feeling like. The f- first of all, the smells—you're yeah. like, wait a second—and then you realize, oh shit, my house smells. I didn't know that. But my smell, <laughs> yeah. my—if yeah. you're Indian, your your house yeah. is your smell is actually worse than their smell. <laughs> and you're like, hey, but you don't know it, and then you. Know, you don't, when you go into someone else's family you see these nuances of the way they live that you otherwise would have never had access to and i think perhaps that movie gave a real you know it was voyeuristic in that sense it gave like people access into a family uh and, and how how often do we really get to be inside those kinds of conversations those fights now in terms of the compliment you said about my family like that's something that I got to learn because I got make this movie. Because first of all, I edited and directed it. So I'm literally sitting in front of footage for Ugh. thousands of hours and I'm I'm you know I'm creating characters out of characters that already exist. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. I, yeah. I see my I got to see myself and my parents as these people, as these um, call them fictional characters with strengths and weaknesses and things that they need to overcome. You know, the way you analyze characters in a story, I got to have that third party separation. And by the way, to that extent, intensely introspective for myself. Um, and then to hear what you just said about my family, I've gotten that compliment so many times. And it's 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 given me a perspective on how fortunate I am mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. To, to even have
1: that, you know. Well, you know, there's a moment in the movie, yeah, totally. you know, and, and I didn't intend to sp- speak constantly about this movie, but it's such a great movie. I, I sorry, I'm, you know, harping on it, but there's a moment <laughs> when you guys are in the car, and it's you've been through all the dates and you've done all that, and and you're you're going back to your girlfriend, right? And mm-hmm. you're trying to get your mother to accept it, and she's really struggling with that. Mm-hmm. But there's a moment where she's in the back seat of the car, and you're driving, and she just says you know whatever you're i love you you know you do what you've got to do and you can see it's like breaking her heart to say that right oh yeah Yeah,
2: and but she was saying
1: it and she meant it and it was so i mean like that's where like the waterworks start happening you know for me in that movie so i i just think that's uh you know i think it makes i think there's a closeness that is you know culturally there too that um Americans are sometimes when you when you get to know about it a little bit better, mm-hmm. I think we get a little jealous of that closeness that you guys have. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I'm sure Ravi, I'm sure with your mom and uh, actually one of your aunts during the movie was like, uh, you know, dohani sate lagan karo tu ghar right? tell? <laughs>
1: are
0: you know, like if you marry this person, I'm not coming yeah, to your house. Yeah. Right. That's that's pretty hardcore stuff yeah. right there. Right. I mean, that's a that's a bit. But, you know, I relate to that. Right. That like like cool. when my mom used to say, you know, basically every year that you're not married, I'm just dying that much that faster. That is the most Indian you know, like,
2: mom statement in the world. <laughs> oh,
0: right. They literally right. equate like, oh, great. your
2: life to their ability to live like you're like you're.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so, so what's the deal? I mean, like, yeah. why, why is yeah. why is getting married so important? I mean,
2: well, it actually is foundational, and there's two things. It, it one, the uh, and Sandesh can answer this as well as I can, but like, you know, it, first of all, the thing we already discussed: community first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so marriage is, uh, uh, you know, kind of the the building blocks. It's 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 conce- It's seen. How often have we heard? The parents, uh, so they talk, talk about it in terms of it being an alliance. So we love right, businesses right. and even family is a business. Okay. And that comes yeah, necessarily yeah. out of um, economics as well, at least in Gujarati families. Yeah. But I, th- I think Indians in general, marriage is a financial opportunity. It's
0: you yeah. so, know, yeah. yeah you know dude i love during the movie too and sorry to go back to the movie but we're going to keep doing this because it's awesome uh when you're actually in india and i don't know if it's a relative of zeroes or someone else that is getting married and you're like walking and you're asking him so like you've only met her very little time like are you it's such a big decision that you're making are you sure you want to do this and he's like yeah what's the big deal <laughs> and then you know and he's like and he's like uh Ravi's like well why did you pick her he's like uh, her nature was good. Her nature, which I'd never, and that's a, such a Gujarati <laughs> word, exactly, right? Her nature yeah. was good and her family was good. Yeah. So everything is good. Just it's brainwashed. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And she was, yeah. and she was homely like, and weedy.
2: keep
0: saying this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But
2: that's, I mean, look at that. Just thinking about it completely different. Talk about reconciling different values and different moralities. He was like, this is the right, right fucking thing. I'm sure he was also like, "Why is this dude asking me this shit on the way?" Like, literally.
1: Walking <laughs> yeah, my yeah. wedding. I
2: I I cringe. I cringe when I watch a lot of that. But that that's one where when I watched it at the premiere, I was like, "Wait a sec!" I've been so busy making this movie, I didn't stop to think. Like, this is so messed up,
0: dude. <laughs> dude, your your face, your face. While you, and you're just kind of like, you do the little head bob after. Oh it, yeah. And you're <laughs>
1: What is with the head bob thing, right,
2: no, by the way? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. <laughs> I did because
0: because they never want to say yes and they never want to say no. You know, it's like, hey, do you, you know, can I borrow some money? The Indian yes no.
1: I got to get that one down, man. That's that's a good strategy. I like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And, and you know, another thing about Indian people too, man. It's like mm. when he talks about community, there's nothing about money. What's interesting is if you have money. Everyone's calling you, bro. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, we used to have people come on to I'm sure Russell and Uncle had the same thing. You know, coming over just being like, Hey, you know, I wanna start this new business, you know, you got Got 10 grand, got 15 grand. <laughs> and, and it's just like, yeah. right? And it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course we do. And I'm thinking, yeah. man, we must be rich, yeah. you know? And then my mom argues with my dad, like, you know, hey, we work hard mm-hmm. for this. You know, and many times you don't get paid. You don't get paid. And it's a very close family member. But you just, <laughs> you, you 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 take the loss and you keep going. You
2: know you just made me realize? Right? Patels are perhaps... The best evidence of socialism working. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's, that is totally true.
2: I just now figured that out. <laughs> it's socialism. That's what it is. Well, and yeah. it's
1: working. It is. I mean, th- it, it works. But I, I have you ever met an Until unsuccessful Patel? A white chick. Until you bring home a white chick. But I mean, have you ever met an unsuccessful yeah, Patel? Yeah. yeah.
2: Dude, I mean, you find them now in the second generation. Uh, the slackers. Uh, yeah, that's honestly <laughs> yeah. what it is. Like, you know, uh, our generation, you know, like, our parents were, like, the top 1% of the class, or, you know, they worked their ass off. Yeah. And, and and so, yeah. we have, we had a lot of, we've all had a lot of pressure on us to succeed. And I also think generationally, like, I don't know how old y'all, I, I'm 41, like, I feel like I'm just on the end of that generation that was that was really obsessed with achievement and had like um was taught that uh from a masculinity perspective I think uh and, and I'm not saying this is a healthy thing but I think um part of what we were taught in terms of what it means to be a, a man like strength is strength and admiration can be gained From being a grinder in work, Mm. that 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 is, I feel like part of our. Mm. I I think that that is part of how many of us have, from my generation, and I think y'all's, you know, we're all the same. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what we were taught that like, work your ass off and achieve in the workplace, and that makes you a man. And conversely, if you don't, you're not a man. Which obviously, the world is paying the price for this mindset <laughs> in a lot
1: right, of right. Yeah, terrible
2: exactly. ways.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But, but you know, what, man, I, I think in the new generation that's changing, you know, and which is great because I think now a lot of them are, are doing what I think that you, you have clearly been doing and what Chris and I try to do, which is we just try to do cool shit, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not about the money that we make. It's about how do we make it, you know? It's like, are we doing things that give us these exciting feelings and feelings like we're doing good stuff, you know? And I think it's so great that the second generation Generation now can't, you know. The first generation, our parents worked so hard, right? Like compared to how hard we work and the stress, it's not even close, right? Apples and oranges. But like now, it gives us the opportunity because we've had an education, we've had opportunities. It gives us the opportunity to kind of pick what we want to do a little bit, you know. Uh, and I and that's what's super exciting. Hey, can I call see. bullshit
1: on that though? Because man, <laughs> when I run with the Indian dudes. I get run ragged, I mean, like dude, like I mean sundish never stops, he's always like come on we can, we got one more thing, we could go do this, we can fly over here, we can do this, we got like, dude, can I have a break, man, I'm a little tired, <laughs> and like in the in the guys in the valley that we meet, they're like non freaking stop, man, so i don't yeah. I don't think you' have made it quite as far as you say,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: but but you know what but 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 you know what it
0: is though, man, it's not um we work hard because it is. Well, and I think you have community. more opportunity I now. I think journey. that's the difference. There's more right. opportunity for your absolutely. generation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but um, I think I've had this going through like my midlife crisis kind of a thing. It's been like, you know, all right, so my, my parents wanted me to marry an Indian girl, Patel, check, you know, have kids, check, have a good job, check, you know, then why am I not happy, mm-hmm. you know? and uh, And I think that's when I started to be like, okay, something's, It's not the paycheck that excites me. It's this other thing, and I'm just so thankful to my parents because without them going through all of that, now me and my spoiled kids can actually have a different experience of America, right? You know, we're living the American dream, man.
2: We are. You know, it's. I'm very curious to see what that new experience of America is going to be because I feel like the 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 concept of being a citizen of a country is going to dilute significantly in the next twenty years in terms of it being a, a core part of our identity. Um, I think right now, what it means to be an American is a very strong thing, and it's very it's very mm-hmm. specific. And there's a lot about that that's insanely positive, and right now there's a lot about that that's insanely negative as well um yeah but it feels like perhaps this is the point of inference that where we see like globalization really accelerate um inter- on a cultural mm-hmm. level through there's just a, a, a de- there's just diminishing returns on what borders really do mm-hmm. i think these days I, I don't know sorry i didn't mean well no. i completely really
1: pivoted the conversation <laughs> no but but I, I think you're i think That's you're right when we talked like i said when we talked to the this, this yeah. chinese economists and, and like i don't know if you've ever read the book factfulness by hans Rosling, but if you haven't mm-hmm. read it it's, it's a really interesting book but one of the things that he posits is that you know the, the the pure density of you know the the asian economy is going to make the global economy pivot more towards asian africa right mm-hmm. and 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 it's trending that way and i think right you know America's not going to be able to maintain the economic dominance like it has in the past and and, and it's going to have to share the stage a little bit with mm-hmm. you know some of these other countries and I think what you're saying there you know is true because as that happens, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a little bit more more global right um, mm-hmm. yeah. and I, and I think it's gonna be interesting. the thing that I think is 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 really. Um, Going to be weird. I mean, we're living to this weirdest time of this, like, intense rise of racism in the U.S. I mean, and maybe it's not a rise of racism. It's always been there. It's, it's just now people are looking both. at it. It's exposed. No,
2: it's it's yeah. unveiling, and it's a rise for sure.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, so that's, I think that's the challenge that um, we have to get over. And I, you know, like, and I think, you know, like, um, it, it's interesting because, like, in uh, Master of None, this is a great uh indians on tv that uh, that episode
2: the, the indian guy is a white guy no no i read that he's 116th indian who cares if you go back far enough we're all 116 something i'm probably 116 to black you think they're gonna let me play blade
1: where you know you're talking about oh, doing the accent right mm-hmm. and sundish and I, I joke about this stuff all the time because sundish does a great accent and mm-hmm. you know like he loves to you know like Play that up. And, and I'm like, I'm not doing that accent because that sure. would be super right bad. Instinct.
2: That <laughs> is the absolute correct instinct on your part. There's nothing, there yeah. is nothing more annoying than a non Indian doing the fucking Indian accent to me and thinking that I think it's funny. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and and, and, and Sondesh, how many times in your life? I would say it happens even today, you know, once, oh, yeah. you know, once every six to eight months. And it's well-meaning, but it's like, just, no, I'm better at it than you are. Why would, why do you think I think this is <laughs> That's for out? sure. <laughs>
1: That's for sure. Right. Also, right. it's right.
2: 2020, like, just don't. <laughs> but, right. but Yeah. You know,
1: the, the yeah. one thing I wonder yeah. though, too, is like, um, there's such an undercurrent of anger now in all of oh, that, yeah. Yeah. that I think it, it's changed the tenor of that. I mean, like in, in the, I think, okay. you know, like accents and things like that, uh, in the, and maybe, maybe this is a dumb white guy you know perspective and you know like everybody's like pissed off about it always but i think there's like more anger about it now because underlying it is this this deeper anger that's coming out you know
2: i i totally agree in fact um the thing i just told you about the accent it's i'm reminded now of an awesome conversation i had uh i um my, my HBO Max show, which you listed in your um, monologue about my career, which was <laughs> very impressive. Thank you for doing all that homework. Uh, we did this episode. Um, by the way, guys, this my HBO Max show comes out August 27th. I think that's going to be released next week in the press. Anyway.
0: Can't wait. Um, can't can't wait. Can't so we did wait an
2: episode in Denmark, and it's about refugees and immigration. And I had this conversation with this academic there, kind of talking about what we just were discussing and you know he he rightfully brought up we started talking about the lack of forgiveness we have today in uh in conversation, and that's obviously I think we've seen like two big uh, statements from you know academics and and I think it was a lot of professors that did a statement and then maybe yesterday uh, a group of journalists did something similar, which was just uh talking about how we're so hard on each other these days and we're not forgiving. And to your point, which was a well-taken great one. um, Like if someone comes and talks to you and, and I will say, I don't actually, I never get pissed at people I have before. I have definitely gotten pissed, but I generally don't. Um, Someone comes and talks to me in accent and I can see with them, I can see in them that they're, that there's nothing hostile or negative or ill meaning about it. Then that's on me to treat it with kindness. Mm. And I can still right. because someone's well meaning. So I can be nice to them. Maybe I can explain to them why it makes me feel uncomfortable. But then also maybe I don't have to be uncomfortable about it if someone's like sometimes things that feel mm-hmm. offensive aren't necessarily offensive because to your point, they're triggers, they're reminders of this much broader macro thing. Yeah. Um and we obviously yes. live in a time. I mean the cancel culture is out of fucking control. Um, and mm-hmm. so you, there's a lot of sloppy liberalism going on that undermines uh, uh, real liberalism. And nothing is more liberal than the marketplace of ideas. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 free movement of thoughts without judgment, people should be able to say their opinions and disagree without being totally without being hammered for it.
1: Well, I, I think part of the problem, though, is uh, white white folks have had a lot of their opinions out there <laughs> for a long time, <laughs> and I think people are sick of hearing those opinions nowadays. So maybe yeah, maybe but, it's time but, for so, some other opinions a little bit. Yeah,
2: but you know what? Even then, I'm, I'm you know like you know one of the things that we're seeing in in culture in a big way right now is white shame and white guilt, and that's a tricky thing mm-hmm. for. I mean I feel like I can hear it even in your cadence a little bit. Yeah. And 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 it's like it's like I'm I'm keeping my mm-hmm. head down. I'm trying to show reverence to let you know that I don't want to offend you or say the wrong thing or be dis- disrespectful. And right. and and you know that's a tricky line to walk because um, it's awesome. It's an awesome instinct, but it's not necessarily fair to you. It's not necessarily fair, even though I understand why you justify it. I understand why it's justified, and I think everyone wants nothing more than for some racial equality to finally show the fuck up at this country.
1: Yeah, and I think and I think (laughs) it's
2: people like yourself who are leading the charge, you know, in good things happening. Um, You know, you know,
1: so it's it's funny because there's there's sort of like your your public persona and your private persona, because there's things I say. You know, Sundish and I are tight, you know, we, there's, there's a lot of love between each other, and we joke about shit all the time. And some of the right. shit we joke about is totally right. inappropriate, right? I mean, because, right. you know, <laughs> mocking racism is funny. I mean, it's right. ripe, racism yes. is yes. ripe for comedy, right? And so we yes. joke about that shit all the right. time, but that's stuff right. I would never say publicly, right? Because no. I, I have to be aware of the right. context. Right. Well,
2: that's one thing that's that yeah. that shouldn't change for a while, which is white people should not be allowed to do race jokes. Period. Yeah. For like, I don't know, like there should just be like, <laughs> put a, us every, a time we, we should all agree, like maybe like a hundred years or so. Well, you're up for parole, but like, <laughs> but like that should just like that much. I'm okay with like, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But if we if we can't make Indian jokes, if I can't make like, this is what I was telling Chris, I'm like, man. If I can't joke around about this stuff, I'm going to go crazy, you know, like because there's so much goodness there. My my defense mechanism growing up when, you know, I was being called, you know, Hindu, dothead Gandhi, whatever yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. you know, uh, go back to your country or whatever. Mm-hmm. Before I wanted to fight. Right. Because I tough guy, you know, all that yep. kind of stuff. And that that was just not working at mm-hmm. all, you know, and I learned like but if I like accept it a little bit and I just kind of make a joke about mm-hmm. it. It's funny how, like, all of a sudden, that guy wants to be my friend, and then, and then I'm taking, I'm, I'm introducing all my white friends to Indian food and stuff like that. and They're like, "Wow, I never thought I'd eat curry." You know, I'm, I can, you know, this tastes pretty good. You know, it's like, yeah, well, don't go to the Star of India buffet.
1: before But you know, I, you do. I mean, I, you use the, the humor of it as, as sort of a way to deflect. And you know, sometimes we're in situations where you know people say racist shit to you all the time i hear it all the time and you know like you 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 kind of roll with it and you're kind of good natured about it and it kind of pisses me off right we we have conversations after the fact about this because i'm like that's bullshit man you shouldn't have to do that kind of stuff you know it's like well i just i just get i get really uh, i get i get kind of defensive f- for for something and then like i i don't need to stick up for him because he he kicked people's asses more than i would but um oh. but you know like there's a thing about it like and you talk about sort of this white guilt and stuff like that and i kind <clears> of <throat> feel like you know, this is kind of a white problem to, to solve, right? It's like, it, it, you know, like we keep saying like, you know, black lives, black people got to do this and they got to do that. And it's like, it, you know, the people with the power have to give up the power, right? And yeah. Are,
2: would you say that you're embarrassed, you're embarrassed by what your family of race has become in that sense? Constantly, that kind
1: of yeah. I mean, I, I see yeah. stupid shit coming out all the time. And I think, you know, some of it's just straight up ignorance. It's just lack of exposure. Because I think Americans... Um, especially when you get out of a big city, just have so little exposure yeah. to other people and all their cultures and other ways of thinking about shit. You know, mm-hmm. so like it's it's tricky. this is a hard conversation because it's like, in some regards, yeah. it's like I don't want to be mad at people for being dumb, but I want to be mad at people for being dumb.
2: Oh, same. I struggle with that as well. I struggle with that as well, right? Because I toggle between being able to have intellectual conversations of how to rationally treat people you disagree with, like family which is really the best way to deal with conflict.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I toggle between that and these fucking idiots.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, these Oh, forget idiots. A lot of times it's like these, these fucking horrible evil people like, yeah. and that's, and that's toxic, but it's like, I don't know. I also think it's natural to evolution. I mean, Uh, you know our society is changing at the pace at which it's changing i'm glad that it's headed in the direction it is finally and i'm exhausted by this country (laughs) that we've been that i do feel like it's like okay this should have happened i feels like we were ready to do this 20 years ago like
1: why why are we still having this conversation
2: why are we still why does it feel like other countries are doing better than this and a lot of but if you go look around and look at other countries there's not other countries that are particularly doing better at it. There's other countries. First of all, all every single, I travel so much for all my work. Like i I'm, I immerse myself, I'd say quite frequently in other cultures and yeah. everyone's got their own fucked up shit and yeah. they're all trying to figure it out. And, you know, for me, it's like, I, I, I feel like, you know, one thing that I do really feel is that, you know, specifically when it comes to race, the people on the other side of this issue, the vast majority of them are actually incredibly decent, loving, wonderful human beings. I mean, look, I'm from north carolina so let's talk let's talk specifically uh, on a political level. I know a lot of Republicans mm-hmm. uh, one of the you know kind of core tenets to conservatism is uh, it, it, conservatism literally means sameness, and the the thing that you know, tradition in the South at the core of that is family. Mm -hmm. And so I, these people are actually some of the most loyal people I know are these kind of Southern Republicans, family first, do whatever you can to protect your tribe. And that's why sec fans are the craziest people in the world. They'll (laughs) do literally anything to defend their team. and, and, And unfortunately, when it comes to a head politically, is when their loyalty um, transcends, uh, I think, look, to say crassly, uh, their own morality. Yeah. And, 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 And I think it's like, I'll be loyal to my family so much that I allow it to blind me from my own values as they relate to humanity.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, you know it's 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 uh the thing I've learned, you know, like I, I, as I've grown up cuz like when I was young I was just like in everybody's face. You know, screw you, dude, you know you're an asshole, blah, blah blah blah. But what I what I've realized and I and I agree with everything you just said, um but if you if you go at somebody, they go go into their they get more deeply entrenched in that view, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's through progressive conversation that you change perspectives and attitudes right i mean we 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 have these conversations with people all the time where we don't i don't agree with them at all but we (laughs) have we have a dialogue and you know i can you know be respectful we can be respectful i can respect and like these people but you know we don't agree on a lot of things but i think that conversation started and i think that's a way to kind of advance the cause a little bit
0: yeah, it's kind, of totally hard to, it's kind of hard to sell stuff when Chris is, like, with a, with our, with a client in the corner talking about, uh, you know, politics. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, this is, <laughs> <laughs> is going to be a oh tough one
1: to close.
2: <laughs> I, I, I would never bring up politics if, if I did with you all had no
1: chance. Yes,
0: yeah, so, so Robbie's got my it's, back on It's, a, it's a little
1: bit of a tightrope.
0: Chris, Chris goes <laughs> right in, dude. Chris goes right in, and I, and I keep like kicking him under the that. table, you know. And I'm like, dude, Doesn't not right out. now, yeah. man.
1: <laughs> but I don't think we've ever lost a deal because we've talked,
0: had these no, conversations. No, 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 no. In fact, I think, I think there's a lot of mutual respect from it. You know, it's just, but I do think that this is the new world, right? We always say, you know, for me, it's been don't talk about uh, religion and politics at work. But now I feel like politics is coming into the workplace. This world is different now. And so there's like a blending happening and it, and, and those conversations are going to happen more and more in a business situation. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be uh, tough.
2: I had this thought last night. Let me float this idea by you guys. This is something that I was just, you know, while I was laying in bed thinking about last night, <clears throat> I feel like politics itself are also are increasingly archaic Mm. the two-party system to me is so irrelevant to the way and i think that's that's really contributing in a significant way to what we're experiencing right now um because at its core, it's 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 tribalism, and everyone feeling like they needed they need to go play on one team or the other. And this is the Super Bowl, so someone's got to win, and we all got to play our best. And I feel like so much of it is out of partisanship. When really we live in a time that, and this is a this is a sensibility that has accelerated in the last ten years, where we all of our identities are increasingly. Uh, nuanced and there's more intersext- ex- more intersectionality. I've said that word I think twice or three times now on this, <laughs> like than there's ever been, we, you know, niche markets, niche products. We, we wear each of our choices in life with, oh, and in shopping as a way to define ourselves. And similarly, I feel like we all have an a la carte menu of values and we have a need for that now. Um. Anyway, I'm just curious. I wanted to throw that out to you guys because I didn't discuss that with anyone. Yeah.
1: No, right. I, I think, you know, you I, you're you're talking kind of to the identity politics that we we're kind of living yes. with nowadays. And I think I think there's there's a couple of things, and I totally agree with you on that. I think that there's a couple of things that are going on there, right? I think I think the biggest problem we have right now is wealth inequality. And wealth inequality is created you know not it's it's broken us apart as as a single society. So there's no mm-hmm. there's no American identity necessarily anymore. There's mm-hmm. different there's different groups of people with you know different levels of wealth and 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 I think that and a creates completely
2: different experience. completely different yeah. I
1: mean the, the you know the 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 entrepreneur VC in in S- Silicon Valley is so right. different from you know the rural you know Mississippi right. you know person and and it's not to say they can't get there, but you know, I I, I was a political science major, and my I had a mm-hmm. great political science professor who said you can't have a democracy without a strong middle class because you have this polarization right. of interests, right? And I think that's what we're seeing. And I I think that, um, you know, without without that, you know, we're gonna have these two cultures in America that are gonna be constantly in conflict. Um,
2: yeah, I agree completely. And
1: and 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 I, you know what you were saying about you see a path? what's that?
2: Do you see a path to that? Finish what you were saying just now, and then I want to—I want to know well, what you. I, what
1: you're I think seeing. that um, I think we really have to. I think we have to address wealth inequality. I think we have to bring the two ends closer together, right? Um, I think that's a healthier way for you know mm-hmm. us as a democracy. And I think you know not doing that is a bit of an existential threat. But I think also and is, that, is,
2: that, is that achieved through a redistribution of wealth or through creating more opportunities for the lower class or both or.
1: I I think that, and this is going to get, here's where I get into trouble. I think you're going to have to have some sort of redistributive sort of economic um, programs. But I I do think you have to increase economic opportunity. But, you know, there's, uh, you have to move it along a little faster. And there's so many entrenched interests. I don't think there's any other way to do it without some sort of, um, you know, wealth Redistribution, you know, and, I, and that doesn't well, mean uh, social, you know, like we're going to become this communist nation no, and, you know, you're all that just everybody talking made.
2: about the difference. It could be as simple as a different look, we have that right now. People who make more money make pay more taxes yeah. than people who make less money. So, like, that in and of itself is, and that's a system that works. We have that because our country needs it. Um, you're just saying more of that, which I entirely agree
1: with. Yeah. Well, I let's mean, go back to where we were in the 50s let's go back to the the marginal tax rates of the fifties.
2: What were the margins? I don't know. That. Uh,
1: I mean, they were, they were very, there were very high marginal tax rates. We, you know, the wealthy paid, mm-hmm. you know, significantly more, but it, there wasn't the kind of wealth disparity either. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was a little bit yeah. of a different animal. Um, and it's
2: not just the taxes. Right. I mean, like, you know what we're seeing, we're seeing an increasing trend of, uh, people giving. And, you know, obviously mm-hmm. that's not a reliable infrastructure, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, like rich people deciding that it's in vogue to give is a great
1: trend it is but it's also problematic too right um because because how they give determines what our priorities in society are I, and i think a great example of that is um uh, bill gates bill gates mm-hmm. you know turned his attention to education mm-hmm. and uh and he put a lot of money into education and it screwed up the education system because his priorities weren't appropriate for what education was he took it he came in with a very tech centric approach to education which was a lot of monitoring testing analytics and things like that right but that's not how education really works right Wait, why did
2: it hurt education though Wh- one would think that even if that any foundation effort towards education if it's done in earnest even if it fails, should be net good because it experimented with an idea.
1: Yeah, but what happened was is that I mean, you know, we we, we hear this constant thing about this um, all the testing that's in schools and how it's detracting from the mission of teaching and 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 uh, kids' education, right? That mm-hmm. that came out of a lot of what was going on with Bill Gates. I mean, he was influencing politicians, and they were demanding more metrics around how schools were performing. And we got into this very performance centric Mm -hmm. model, which is not really beneficial to kids. Right. Uh, And so, you know, schools were chasing after money, you know, states were chasing after money, you know, and, and so like one billionaires, you know, perspective, right or wrong. And I, and I think if you, Bill Gates uh, has talked about how he feels he made mistakes doing that. too. you're
2: You're saying, so you're saying there needs to be some democratization of, uh, where the efforts are
1: well right it, i
2: mean cause, because it, it, because otherwise that can lead to uh, abuses even if they're inadvertent
1: right i mean he was well-intentioned and i think a lot of people have well good intentions but um you know a billionaire donating money shouldn't be how we make public policy
2: right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah it fucking yeah. i totally agree it's a fun conversation
1: yeah I, you know it, we were just saying it's 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 kind of funny um you know we had this is not where, how we intended the conversation to go, but this is a great place for it to go. You know, this is, this is actually ultimately what we enjoy talking about more anyways. <laughs> well,
2: it's interesting. I mean, this is my favorite. But one of my favorite things about good conversations when the goal is to have good conversation, which, right, which, which I feel like, I personally feel like I don't do that enough in real life yeah, it's one of the yeah. things that I've realized I miss the most, uh, in terms of what one of the great benefits of being at the same table, in the same room yeah. with with other people, like it's actually what's great about going to a restaurant. It's actually not the restaurant. Right. yeah, it's the fact that you're in a group of people,. Yeah. and
0: absolutely.
2: And usually, the goal there is to have a good conversation absolutely. And that, I think, is what's the way the g- good conversations meander and run the gamut of topics. Um, and the way that we do it so organically without judgment, mm. I find that, I just think it's the best thing in the world. It it's actually one of the reasons why when I film stuff uh, documentary-wise, I'm, I do so much stuff in cars, I've noticed. And the reason, and the reason, and the reason why is because um, one of the most unique things about a car ride uh like we like i think about this think back to your even like a family road trip yeah you might be in the car together for let's say five hours and you have a conversation in the first 10 minutes and let's say it's about hummingbirds uh four and a half hours later something about that hummingbird conversation could come back (laughs) and you you pick up where you were and it builds it goes in a different direction the music sounds a little different now um Yes, that's the beauty of you know oh, what I mean. Yeah,
1: totally,
0: totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I think Chris and I, like he was alluding to, we talk about stuff forever. It's like, we work together, right? And I'll call, uh-huh. them. we'll set up time on the calendar two hours, dude. We're gonna knock down these two things when we get off of this call. These things have to be done. An hour and a half mm-hmm. in, we're like just talking about stuff, you know, and, 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 I don't want it to end. So I just keep going. Yeah. Right. And the best part is, and, uh, you know, kudos to Chris and, you know, just what I have learned is I need to always know that maybe I'm wrong, you know, like, you know, and, and, and to hear somebody's perspective on something. Um, even though I might stay with my, my original thought, you know, I'm opening myself up to more of like trying to really understand the other side. And Chris has convinced me of some stuff, right? I mean, I hate admitting it, but like, you know, it has been like, I was here and now I'm over here. So like, am I an idiot? Am I stupid? You know, I'm just glad that we're, I, I, I came to that realization that, you know, maybe I need to rethink this thing and, you know, and that's going to happen in life forever for me, you know, like how I think now is going to continuously change. You know, right? Right. right. Because in the, in my twenties, I just wanted to party and you know hang out with white chicks. You know, um, now yeah. you know. I mean, how did you do? How did that did not go me? good. I mean, you know the nose. Not go well. You, you know yeah. the nose, right? So. I mean, I made a movie about how it didn't go well for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think I pretty much won the trophy on that not going well. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, totally. But like, you know, now it's like, yeah, I look back, I just think different, you know, like you, I'm just, and and I'm I'm really enjoying my journey of maturing because like what, before Friday and Saturday nights, if I was in my young thirties, I want to be going out. Now when my wife says, Hey, uh, this weekend, we have no plans. I'm like, boom, this is going to be great. I'm going to watch your movies and go to bed.
2: Well, well to bring it back to your initial goal, that's why you don't want to go out because that goal's yeah, not exactly. there anymore. It's like, what's
0: the yeah, point? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what yeah. am I gonna just what am I just
2: gonna look around and think about how I can't have sex with yeah, these people? Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, I mean, granted, it's
0: mutual. Right. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. But, I mean, but think about it. How many times have you like, you know, you I've I have met, right, um uh, guys, Indian guys, right, that will say, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There are Indian girls that fall in love with white dudes right that happens right an, an Indian girl I mean, of course. but uh, it is very rare that you find a white girl that's going to say man I really love Indian dudes you know man there's something about them I just you know I'm a.
2: oh no dude you're wrong about this what Indians are hot right now yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah really I know I mean talk about and I've told my friends this is just my fucking luck but <laughs> Indians are getting hot right really? now we went on a hot streak like almost the minute I met my wife we went on a hot streak <laughs> If you go to New seriously. If you go to New York, if you go to New York, people are like, I think like I don't know. Maybe it's the white guilt stuff. I don't know what it is, but uh, white girls are coming at Indians right now in New York. Really? Yeah, it, it may it doesn't spread everywhere, but in New York, yeah, I've heard them talk
0: about Man, it. Man, this is the this is the best news ever. Wow, is it the best or the yeah, worst? Actually, it's kind
2: of annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's true, actually. Now yeah. the timing sucks. It's kind of
2: annoying. Yeah, like like dude that's imagine come on man you play this game for for 40 years and then you retire and they go on a hot streak that's awful. (laughs) it's
1: it's it's because of all the good work you guys have done in the field
2: Uh, i get no i don't think i helped the cause at all i think (laughs) i don't think I'll, i'll get any like good move like I won't be the Malcolm X of like Indian guys uh, getting laid. Like that, that's, I'm not going to be in that history, unfortunately.
1: Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny because, um, you know, after, after your movie and, and, you know, all the things, you know, you, you know we watched it, everybody watched that and we're kind of rooting for you to go back to your girlfriend and, you know, all that stuff because, you know, clearly yeah. you were there. But in the end, you yeah. ended up marrying somebody else.
2: Yeah. And, not and she's not Indian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was, by the way, what's funny is my wife looks Indian yeah, in yeah, pictures. Yeah, and yeah. when our movie came out, which I think was, I think it was two thousand four, 2015 was when the movie came out, at which point, yeah, I, I was, I, I think that was around when I got engaged. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> that must in, have been at, awkward. <laughs> yeah. At the time, you know, like, yeah. I mean, so the movie takes, took place in like two thousand. Uh, nine or ten or something like okay. that. So, uh, you know, just at a different time in my life, and uh, and I had already moved on to this other relationship. <laughs> People got online and. Uh, they saw that I had this girlfriend who looked like Indian. <laughs> and so they thought, I mean, the people were pissed off. They literally, they're, in their minds, I basically just dumped this white girl and the next day went and got an arranged marriage. And just like, and so they saw me as like this, like sad sellout. People were so angry and just shocked because the movie ends in a way where you think I'm with her. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh,
2: yeah, and it just, it jumped, you know, that is that was a true story at the time but
1: you know i, I gotta say i i really uh, adore what your wife does <laughs> because i had a daughter um mm-hmm. who did not sleep through the night for 18 mm-hmm. months right. which i think is your story too right that's and she went yeah, into my- being a a, a sleep therapist
2: yeah she's a pediatric sleep consultant yeah yeah and she's she's actually in grad school for marriage and family therapy and she's been doing this pediatric sleep consultant thing on the way along the way and it's been it's been awesome she's very passionate about. oh dude
1: it's i I, after 18 months of no sleep my wife and i were like out of our minds and we hired a sleep consultant
2: oh you did that's what my wife does we did
1: and he came in and he changed a a ton of stuff that we were doing and in a Uh week she was sleeping through the night i'm like we are the biggest fucking idiots ever. <laughs> we waited 18 months stupid.
2: for this. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, it's such a good, you know, my wife is, you know, God bless her, she's 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 such a perfectionist and so everything she does, she's pulling every resource. Now, obviously that leads to a lot of anxiety and uh exhaustion, but <laughs> when it comes to parenting, you know, she kind of she goes at it so hard and she knows so much um you know one of the things we just started doing which i look back now and i'm and I, I immediately i was like hey like we're gonna do we should just do this for the rest of our lives we got a it's not a therapist but it's basically like a it's almost like a parenting consultant like someone who knows everything about mm-hmm. child care and development and so we were consulting her on you know just behavioral stuff with our daughter and just better ways that we can parent her. And I realized I'm like, Oh, like, is there any better investment than having a conversation with this woman every two weeks about just random questions that we have about parenting? And
1: totally. um,
0: Absolutely.
2: It's the best. It's the best. It's like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I, I, and I, and that's a, you know, that's another American thing too. I think a lot of Americans um, feel they got to go it alone with kids, with their kids. Right, mm. and because they don't have that extended family so close or so integrated into their immediate family,
0: I don't mm. know that they
1: get the the benefit of some of that, you know, wisdom of you know the, the the previous generation or the help, you know.
2: Yeah, well, it's funny, but part of the reason that Americans in cities, at least, are seeking out professional help in every facet of our lives, <laughs> what uh, you know, whether it's like therapy or housekeeping right is is in large part because uh the breakdown of community and the breakdown of family we've become so individualized yeah um that we seek the things that we used to get from community and family in all these different places by the way apps themselves could not be more of a culprit as well i mean like like i don't need a ride to the airport i have uber
0: right yeah right (laughs) right
2: so we're just not right. dependent on each other anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine like, you, like, uh, like for me, my in-laws fly in town from Florida. There's no way I'm, I'm like, I'm going to say, yeah, take an Uber. You know, you, you, you go there. No, you not Never, ever. Right. I mean, it's. a
2: Wait, are you. Yeah. What are you doing with Indians? Are you, are you, are you never putting them in Ubers? I've, I've eased into it, but when I have done it, I have not felt good about it.
0: <laughs> you, 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 you don't wait. You don't take Ubers?
2: No, no, no. With Indians specifically, it's tough to tell. With Americans, they almost feel weird if you pick right, them up. Right, They're yes, like, yes, "No, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, like, yeah. no, I just take a fucking right, Uber." Yeah. Like with yeah. Indians, it's like, "Oh no, no, I'll come pick you up. I'll come get. I'll pick up your bags." Yeah. Yep. Like this, like, you yep. know, you can't touch the bags. Like, like you know, uh, when you come over, I'll give you food. I'll give you a drink. <laughs> yeah. Like this is all part of the yeah. this yeah. the thing. And if you don't do it, you're like a bad oh, Indian. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like what I'm saying is like with my parents now, LAX is like an hour, hour and a half. D- it depends on the day. My parents and I, we're like, just take an Uber. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs>
2: I'll I'll send you the Uber. <laughs> I'll help you find the Uber. But you get an Uber and I'll see you when you get home. And that works out great. And if I'm close to someone, I can do that because it makes sense practically. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, if like my if like my mama and mommy, my my aunt and uncle showed up. Yeah. I, that wouldn't come. I would 100% pick oh, her up. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for my, sure.
1: My mother-in-law absolutely refuses to let me pick her up. She'll come in, and she's like, no, 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 I'll take the train, or I'll take this, or whatever. Absolutely no, don't. white people are great
2: <laughs> like that. My my white mother-in-law does that, too. She's great. She's like, why would you pick me up? I go, you know You're right. Okay. right okay. Well, you know, white, white people are almost... Insanely private, to the extent that Indians are oppressively uh, not private. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well, and and you know, like I come more from a Scandinavian culture, which is the act- absolute polar opposite of of you know Indian culture because we're all very like we're not going to hug or touch. We're just going to kind of <laughs> wave, and you know, we're going to be you know kind of stern and sit here in the cold, right? You know, it's just. <laughs> you know it's, it's a very yeah. it's a very different and that's why like when i was when i was dating a persian girl for all that time and you know like really you know integrated in her family it was it was such culture shock you know right yeah. but i, I loved it i did love yeah. it i mean i i thought you know there's a part of it that like drove me nuts but there's a part of it that, like i'm so jealous of you know that intimacy and closeness and how how um mm-hmm. how free they are with each other you know i thought that mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, I always thought that was really impressive and the food was great. Oh, the
2: food. Yeah, I, I I love it too. It's been an interesting culture clash actually with my wife because she comes from a very traditionally American family, mm-hmm. and they are look. By the way, they're insanely close. Yeah. They're like an yeah. awesome family, but you know they're very respectful of each other. Yeah, um, they take like a thoughtful approach to each other when they speak, and I just don't understand any of that. And like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, like it's, 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 it, there, there is, you know, we've gotten better at it, but like her learning to talk to my parents was hard for her. Yeah. Mm. Cause she's like, we don't usually raise our voice and say so many things. And I was like, yeah, that's how it works. You just kind of say a bunch of shit and then eventually something happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, know? yeah, yeah.
1: I, I know her yeah. pain. I know her pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get it? Yeah, I totally get it. I totally get Raja, it. Raja. Raja
0: progress, ma. Progress, ma. Gordo Right? That's the best. You know
1: what
0: yeah. that means? So, so, so what yeah. that means, Chris is you keep saying. I'm mean, gonna have to subtitle this one. Better. Yeah, he's like, yeah. so you keep saying progress to gordo jace. That means you'll
1: go st- stupid. You're, you'll become dumb. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I just uh, I just wanted to pause for a minute and just uh oh, have a quick a snack. I'm gonna do this like the oh, uh, the, gotta, this the beauty nice. vloggers got a unicorn sprinkle have you tasted that one yet yeah kidding it's the last one in the box (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) and i just got it i got this box yesterday man and i'm I'm halfway through a s'mores blast box too wow Uh, wow. which is totally unhealthy but um, (laughs) you know just eating snack bars all day yeah uh but i will say this is this is amazing and i think you know like i i absolutely love what you're doing with uh, this saves lives. And uh, I like to think that I'm I'm saving children here. Right? <laughs> yes.
2: yeah. Oh, That's thanks, great, man. man. For those of you listening, it's called This Saves Lives. Uh, for every bar that you buy, we donate a meal packet to a child of need, and we're in every Starbucks in the country. There I ended this like a real like press appearance, you guys.
1: We finally, really? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I want to vomit in my mouth a little bit, but uh, uh, uh,
1: I really—I know that I feeling. I appreciate I you that. doing it
2: today, and that's really sweet of you. Thank you.
1: Well, you know what? I, the one thing I—I I, I got a suggestion for you about this.
2: Okay, let's hear it.
1: Because I don't eat meat, you know, mm-hmm. which is another reason why I work really well with <laughs> I, Indian food. Because
2: more Patel than do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally.
1: But um, you have—you have like these Rice Krispie treat things. Mm-hmm and rice crispy treats use marshmallows and marshmallows have gelatin which is not vegetarian mm-hmm. right so vegetarians don't get to have rice crispy treats but you're eating these it. however
2: you are eating it. oh okay go ahead
1: these are not marshmallows they do not have gelatin in them they are vegetarian but you don't list it in the box you should do you think that would you is there a because you know usually when
2: i of people to whom the gelatin thing would matter. <laughs>
1: oh absolutely and indians <laughs> no but indians i guarantee you indians don't know about gelatin we're eating gelatin no we're all no, eating gelatin No, no, no right, chance. Right. indians absolutely are crushing no chance. gelatin
2: we don't care we don't, don't <laughs> yeah, ask us yeah, totally. don't tell us
1: but you know i like when i see marshmallow i'm just like ah well that's not for me right
2: i've never heard of this would there would there be like a label that says no gelatin
1: i don't know you're, you're the guy a- in the food business well that's a gross <laughs> thing to read
2: <laughs> I'll well, I mean, you, you yeah.
1: just you could just list it as as vegetarian.
2: Done. I'll I'll, t- I'll tell our CEO. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so because so these is, are good. This is how it is to be Thanks, with Chris? Dude.
2: <laughs> I love that. Well, I hope. I mean, let's hope. Let's hope it takes off after this. I'm gonna I'm gonna credit you. <laughs>
0: well, is the business so, doing so well? I want to know, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like, how to get started?
2: It started because it came out of. um uh I had, you know, I was kind of an entrepreneur before I got in entertainment. And one of my one of my friends with whom I was in a TV pilot called me up one day and said that he and his other actor buddy had this idea for this company, and they'd done some kind of initial research into it, and they wanted to help alleviate starvation, specifically severe acute malnutrition, which impacts. You know, millions of kids every year, like a child dies every 10 seconds from hunger. And they wanted to help provide more of the um, uh, uh, meal packets that, you know, can save these kids lives because they're expensive, but they exist. Um, And they showed me the 60 Minutes piece that Anderson Cooper did about this one specific meal packet called Plumpy Nut.
0: It's a ready to eat vitamin enriched concoction called Plumpy Nut. An unusual name for a food that may just be the most important advance ever to cure and prevent malnutrition.
2: Which kids take twice a day for eight to ten weeks, and more often, uh, you know, more often than not, it brings them back to life. So they want to start a company that could provide those kind of in perpetuity. And yeah, uh, this guy Ryan called me up, and um, you know, we ended up having a really dynamic conversation. And I, I had already been at a point in my career in entertainment where basically I was bored and I was thinking of quitting acting and going to start another company. I had a decent amount of cash saved up. And, um, so the call kind of happened at the right time. I kind of knew the business that they wanted to make better than they did. And, um, you know, the next day I kind of jumped in and became a co-founder with them. And, um, Kristen Bell and I were the first investors in the company and we started it out of my apartment in Venice. And this was probably 2012, 2013 or something like that, 2012. Um,
1: how'd how you yeah. get Kristen Bell involved in it?
2: She was friends with this guy, Ryan, that I just talked about there. They both had acted in Veronica Mars together. And so they were friends and yeah. And then we ended up getting a ton of other celebrities involved. Um, there's probably like 20 celebrities that are investors in this company. Um, you know, a, bunch awesome. of, a bunch of like-minded people that who you know cared a lot about alleviating you know um, malnutrition around the world, and you know that helped us get you know you know when you do, when you're doing something good with your brand, and I think this is really the competitive advantage in the marketplace of social enterprise companies is when you're when you're when your for-profit business does something that's. Also, nonprofit inherently, uh, it opens a lot of doors, and so it gives you a competitive advantage in the marketplace. You, you you get, you know, specifically in the snack business, we had grocery stores that, you know, they usually charge these things called slotting fees, okay, mm. and that's basically, um, it's almost like those. What are those things you buy at, like at, at Soldier Field, the PALs or whatever to get it to get it? Yeah, you know, it's it's almost like that. Like you're yeah. you're paying what's called a slotting fee, which is you're paying for the real estate in each store. So for each SKU, I remember we launched with three SKUs. It's not, it wasn't uncommon for stores to want 10 to $20,000 as an upfront fee just to have the right to sell that SKU. That's per SKU. Wow. So imagine, so that's, if you're at $50,000 just per store to get your products just in, imagine how much, think about how much capital that is uh, yeah. multiplied over thousands of stores, right?
1: Um, you sell a lot.
2: you have to sell a lot and you have to actually have a lot of cash just to pay those fees up front. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have to sell a lot also just to, to cover that sunk cost. So we had a lot of stuff like that, that was waived because people wanted to help us, you know, that's why all these celebrities came on board. That's why so many people Mm. helped us get the message out early on. Um, and then we also just had a lot of friends and family that, you know, did what they could to connect us to people who could help us. You manage. had a
1: bunch of Patels kicking in some money, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, funny enough, I didn't use the Patel community as much as I expected to, though everyone, I will say everyone on Facebook, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming I have like two, three thousand Facebook friends and I literally know them all personally and they are incredible. I'll tell you what, the Patel community really came and really got involved with our documentary. Like we marketed oh, our sure. Patels and Patel's, we're putting yard signs out for us. Like, really went to bat.
1: Yeah. There's an Indian remake of a, an American movie. Um, and it got the teaser, the trailer for it broke all records. So, Avengers, you know, like on uh, Twitter or whatever it was where they were distributing the, the, the teaser, mm-hmm. they got like, you know, 4.2 million or something like that. But this remake, mm-hmm. an Indian remake, got 8.4 million. <laughs> hits like within 24 hours or something like that on on the thing Hmm. i I have to find the article exactly but it was like it was way higher and i think it just speaks to the growing indian demographic and growing both you know domestically here in the u.s and in india because you know you're you're talking you know more than a billion people
2: fault in our stars fault in our stars thank
1: you guys my brain is going Fault fault in our stars but so they did a remake of it yeah in uh, Indian, an Indian version yeah. of it, and it, it like blew past the Avengers. Yeah,
2: I mean, no, that insane, dude. I'm so I'm making stuff in India. I, I have a show coming out on Netflix India in September, and it, it's very much because India is. Well, first of all, everyone knows there's a lot of Indians in India. Yeah. what they may not know is that there's <laughs> a lot of Indians outside of India too, and it's yeah. actu- it's actually the mm-hmm. largest diaspora in the world, and. Yeah. I think I think Indians internationally are kind of becoming what African Americans were domestically in the '80s, like '70s and '80s, which is like we're in the nascent stages of realizing that we are our own marketplace that can support itself in any market. It's so fucking mm-hmm. powerful. It's so sticky. We all, yeah. you know, we all watch the same stuff, share stuff. It's exciting, dude, yep. what's happening. Exciting.
1: Well, the yeah, in, yeah. in Indian yeah, audience has so much uh, money and influence now, much more than in, in the past. Oh, so it's honey. a huge, huge demographic.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, just like now having kids, you know, man, when I was growing up, there was a period of time I wanted to be white. You know, I went to so many bar and bought mitzvahs. I wanted one myself, mm-hmm. you know, like that That didn't go over very good with my dad. But, you know, um, now, man, I just have a lot of pride, you know, and I and I – and that's why I try to expose my kids to so much Indian stuff like your movies and stuff like that is because, you know, how else are they going to really learn about it? You know, but once you expose it to them, they're like, wow, this is really cool, you right, know, right. Um, but you just got to expose it to them.
1: Yeah, yeah. totally. Well, I, uh, I, I will say oh, here's, here's my recommendation. I, like, I, I got the Dragon's Dream Cookies and Cream, S'mores Blast. <laughs> Unicorn Sprinkle Surprise, Beehive Jive Oats and Honey, mm-hmm. Mammoth Marshmallow Crisp, mm-hmm. uh, and those, those, are my, those are my recommendations. For the, for food those
2: bars. are all good bars. Um, I'm
1: know. allergic to nuts, so I steer clear of the... Wow.
2: Well, you got the Nut Free Kids bar for you.
1: You know, I got to say, you know, thank you so much for taking time yeah. out of your incredibly busy life. You know what I mean? <laughs> this has and, been and a great th-
2: conversation. It really has been. Really enjoyed
1: it. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. It's always awesome to talk to people who are very thoughtful and yes. and doing good things, and you know, like have a have a mindset about you know making things better. And uh, I, I love that. Uh, like, and, that. and I and your know, your movies have been phenomenal. And I you know like uh, you know we've been we've been on a binge watch of everything you know that you've done, and it's all <laughs> it's been, been, been so great. Fun. So
0: it's been so yeah. fun. Like I've already watched well, I so
1: much, but yeah.
2: Seventy percent of what I've done is the worst, and I I beg you to just save yourselves from it. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just watch two or three things and call it a day, you guys. So uh, Rob,
0: man, I dude, thank you so much, man. Like I I really really appreciate yeah, guys. it. To the Patel the Patel love is there and uh, living.
2: Uh, such a pleasure to talk to y'all, man. Thanks for having yeah, great me. Great to meet you too. Yeah. Same, <laughs> yeah. man. Same. Uh, keep up the good work there. You guys we will talk soon. Then. Too.
1: Yeah. Take cool. care, man. Right, right, bye, bye. Bye. If you like what you saw, hit that like button and click on that subscribe button that helps a ton. And if you want to get notifications, when I post new content, click on that bell icon and I will see you in the next video.